A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line. Corks 96 FM. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan on Corks 96 FM. I suppose the story on everybody's lips over Christmas was another brutal and terrible murder among the city's homeless community. It's the third person, um, unfortunately, to have been to have been killed, a member of the homeless community in the past couple of months. I suppose when we say the homeless community, it doesn't necessarily mean people who have no family or people who have no home. And in all three of these cases, these were local men who were much loved and who whose families are there and are present and were in their lives but unfortunately who just um, I suppose didn't fit into the the box that most of us fit into in terms of having a home and being able to stay in it and being able to live what, what we would consider maybe a normal life. Um, Frankie Dunn was well known to most people around the city I think at this stage he was a man who would have been a familiar face from the streets. And uh, one pe- person who knew him very well was, of course, uh, Katrina Toomey from Cork Penny Dinners. Good morning, Katrina. Good morning, Jason. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year to you too. Katrina, before I talk about what happened to Frankie, um, I think in these cases people hear details and they hear horrific things and it, it turns into this sort of horror story. First, tell me about Frankie. Who was he? Well, I would have known Frankie a long time, not just through Penny Dinners, and I would have known him for over 30 years. And um, look, Frankie was one of these people that just, you know, he just kind of walked through life. He didn't hurt anybody. He was gentle. He was helpful to loads of other people himself. He was um, liked by everybody, you know, loved by his family. He, He was kind of a person that, that was gentle, no harm, harmless. You know, that will, that will, that will be Frankie. And um, what, what, what it's, what it's after causing um, at the minute. You know, a lot of people are saying, you know, is there shock? Is there anger? Is there everything? Of course, there's all of that. But what there is, there's a deep hurt in everybody because Frankie was well known and he was well loved, especially even by the Simon community who looked after Frankie for a long time. He lived there, and um, you know, it's it's about. I suppose pain and hurt to his family, pain and hurt to the homeless community, and pain and hurt to everybody that knew Frankie. Even school friends of Frankie going to school with him are so heartbroken by this far Frankie because he was like that when he was younger as well. So Frankie, 
unfortunately was found um, parts, part, I suppose without getting too graphic into it because I'm conscious we are in the school holidays and little ears might yeah. be listening. He had been living in the Simon Community's residential house on the Boreen Manor yeah. Road and his body was found not far from there on the no. site of a derelict house and the body was, was in, in quite a state, people will have heard the reports, partially dismembered um, and was found by a neighbour who was out looking for their cat. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the nature of this murder, Katrina, this coming so close after the awfully brutal killing of Timmy Horahan and not that far either from the assault and subsequent death of James Duncan. Yeah. Are people are, are people must be terrified, Katrina. People are terrified. Uh, and, you know, it's hard for people to be down on their luck. They don't want it. Uh, and it's the last thing that they want and they all want to to be in their own home. They all want to, you know, but when they're, when they're out there, they're vulnerable. Anybody is vulnerable. But, like, the nature of the death has has just sunken so deep into everybody that it's scary now and people are wondering what else is going to happen next. You know, and like it's not a time to be political in the face of the harsh reality of Frankie's death, you know, mm. and but it's time that the government step in and say like this is happening. It is it's there, it's in front of their eyes, it's in front of their faces and yet they can't see it. You know, the Gardaí are looking for more manpower down here. Mm. Everybody is looking for, for for something for to get things working right. They're yeah. short. Resources are short. And why on earth doesn't the government just step up and say, OK, let's fill the gaps, let's get it done? Because is this what's going to happen? Like, nobody, nobody knows what's out there for anybody at mm. any time. But certainly Frankie didn't know that this was out there for him. No, I mean the the nature of what has happened here is so shocking, um, and so difficult to come to terms with. I mean, I suppose people accept that there's a level of chaotic living among the homeless community, people with addictions, people engaging in risky behaviour. But the the nature of what happened here is so disturbing that this this is kind of another at another level completely, Katrina. Really, and I suppose yeah. I've seen and I've spoken to a lot of people who are worried that is there somebody out there who is there obviously is somebody out there now who is capable of doing committing such a brutal crime and uh, like from your dealings with the Guardian I mean you have a very good relationship with them um, via Penny Dinners and via your work do you have any idea how the investigation is going? No no I I just know that of course they're going to be working you know 24-7 on it you know they're like they have to be shocked of their human beings they're shocked by the brutality of it as well and they're dealing with the family which is very hard for them to do and they're dealing with what the, what was, you know, they're dealing with Frankie, whom some of them would have known, but in a good way. Like Frankie yeah. wouldn't have been in trouble at all. Frankie would have been, you know, a person that, you know, like, you'd never, I, I've never heard anybody saying about Frankie. And as I said, I know him a long time to yeah. say hello to, you know, to say, you know, just pass a minute, like, you know, how's, you know, how's your day, etc., etc., stuff like that. But Frankie was always very pleasant very friendly and we would have heard down through the years like how fancy would have helped people in lots of various ways like and um, you know some of the people that are here like anyone that knew Frankie had only something good to say which is quite genuine Mm. because if they hadn't something good to say they wouldn't be long with you know you're absolutely you'd know about us yeah exactly yes exactly so like it's genuine hurt that people are feeling and this is wrong 
and this is where the government now have to come in to prevent any more things happening. Like that's three, three horrific deaths yeah. in Cork, and deaths of people that we all know, yeah. and you know, and families are left behind, reeling from the pain of this. Families, you know, that would have done everything to help their loved ones in every way possible, and you know, there are other deaths as well. But I think that Frankie's one now. We, we I suppose we plead with the government like to get in there, get stuck in there, look at this, you know, look look at this from from humanity's side, you know, whereby you just say it, it, it shouldn't have happened, yeah, it's wrong, yeah, and how can we how can we help protect the people that are on the street, even if, if, if at some stage it's from each other, yeah. because it's it's a survival game out there, you're going yeah. to have to survive the nights out there, and. We have to understand that it may not be easy for some people to survive. And, you know, I know people will be speculating now and saying things, how could this have happened? This must have been this or that must have been this. But I just think that, you know, like knowing Frankie, he wouldn't have caused anything. Absolutely, yeah, Katrina. And nobody, certainly, I mean, as you say, there's no hint of, of any wrongdoing ever on Frankie's part. He, was, he wasn't um, no. he wasn't a no. troublemaker at all. But no matter no, what somebody no, had no. done in their life, nobody deserved to, to, to die the no way one. he died. No one. And can you imagine how his poor family are feeling? Yeah. Can you just imagine it? And the people, because I was talking to people who went to school with him, and they're just in absolute shock for Frankie. And they just can't believe it. They just cannot believe that this has happened to Frankie. Yeah. You know, not saying it should happen to anybody else, but because Frankie, it shows the measure of the impact that Frankie had on a lot of people's mm. lives. Mm. He was harmless, he was gentle, he was friendly, he was good to others, he was especially good to the homeless community. That, you know, that that, that may just even need a listening ear. He was that. And one of but, those actually, um, Katrina, is on the line. I'm, I'm going to speak to her in just a moment. Um, Hillary has contacted us to, to, to talk about Frankie because she knew him yeah. quite well. Katrina Toomey yeah. from Penny Dinners, thank you. And just thanks, um, to, to thanks, Katrina, to reiterate that. I mean, Katrina's calling on the government to do something about this. This is now, this is a crisis. This is the third violent death of a person engaging with homeless services in Cork in the past five months since September. That, I mean, that's, that's shocking. That's absolutely a shocking statistic and you would be so worried about people many people we have spoken to on the show have a family member who is in addiction or who has an otherwise chaotic kind of a life and who is on the streets despite having a family and despite having people who love them um, you know by choice or circumstance and the vulnerability now of those people is so shocking any woman we have spoken to who has dealt with homeless services has and who has been on the streets has been sexually assaulted or raped on the streets all of them all of the homeless women we have dealt with on the show um, have been in some way subject to that. And the men are so open and so vulnerable to violent assault, um, both women and men. And it's just, where, where is it going to stop? I want to read this just before I speak to you, Hilary. I have you on the line there. But there is a GoFundMe set up in honour of Frankie Dunn by his family members um, we spoke to them this morning and understandably they're too upset to speak to us but this this is their statement um, on the GoFundMe um, we are condolences to them because as I say he, he was much loved, he did have a family um, just his life went, went down a different path they say Frankie was a father, grandfather, brother uncle and nephew and friend to many in Cork he had succumbed to a life of alcohol dependence many years ago, he lost a lot in his life but he never lost his family 
family's support or love. Every member of his family and large circle of friends at some point through the years have held him up, fed him or sometimes just sat with him, listening to his rambling chat or singing of rebel songs and just fall asleep. That was simply him. A kind, gentle man, but yes, an alcoholic. He had another family that he loved too. That family were his friends living in tents, homeless shelters or on the streets of his city, Cork. They were their own community of friends and comrades, but without a front door of their own or even a mattress to lay down down on at times. People whom an empty derelict house seemed like a safe place to have a few drinks, a sing-song and lay down out of the cold. As Frankie's family, we hope no one else ever has to suffer the horrendous nightmare of what Frankie endured in the final hours of his life. No one should be left so vulnerable on our streets. No one should be beaten or murdered because they find themselves helpless due to alcoholism or for any other reason. As a thank you to the amazing work of the Simon community, we as a family are hoping people will help us in our donation plea to people who were Frankie's other family. Please give what you can. Every penny counts. All the monies raised will go directly to Cork Simon community and also caring for Cork's homeless group. We would like to take this opportunity to thank each and every person who has been a pillar of support for our family at this horrendous time. Thank you so much for your kindness, the Dunn family. And our condolences to them because that is just a... It's a horrendous thing to, to think about. Hilary is on the line. Hilary, I'm going to speak to you in just a moment. If you can bear with me, we'll get these done first. But Hilary knew Frankie and lived with him for, for a while in homeless services and wants to pay tribute to him now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Court's Gold Imro Award winning talk show. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Call us now. 1850 715 On Court's 96 FM. Hillary's on the line now. Hillary, you lived with Frankie for, for 14 months when you were in emergency shelter. 
Correct, correct. As in, um, he was probably one of the first people I probably met when I entered the emergency shelter in Simon. And for somebody like me, you know, to be new to the whole system and, and that, he was very, very welcoming to me and he, he was a wise man and obviously he'd been in the system for a lot longer than I had. So he kind of guided me and watched over me and he was a very wise man and he always kind of looked out for those. He was like a father figure to me when I was inside the shelter. And, um, you know, on behalf of myself and everyone else in the homeless services and everyone that knew him, just to pay our condolences to the family, we can only imagine the the, the, the pain and, and, you know, heartbreak that they're going through at the moment. As in ourselves as a community are suffering bad as well with this um, shocking news. We've had a, a lot of deaths this year. You know, we've, mm. we've had Dave Hassett, we've had Timmy, Ken Roach, Robot, you know, there's been seven suicides over Christmas as in just reiterating what Katrina said, as in it's just absolutely horrifying, as in Rob still shocked that something like this could come to our shores to this extremeness, as in, you know, it, it's it's nothing out of anyone's imagination that could have happened to anyone, yeah. regardless of what creed or addiction or, um, you know, nationality or their situation was. But we're just all mystified, and it, it's just on the streets, as in, I do a lot of threshold work, um, you know, at night and um, with different homeless services. And everyone, it's after sh- sending a shockwave through everyone on the streets. And they are, they're scared. And I mean the biggest of biggest men that are on the streets for one reason or another, whether it be their own choice or, or just can't get into emergency shelter. It has, it has sent a fierce shockwave through everyone. It, you know, it shook the core of them. And all his colleagues, you know, they, they, as in... Like I said, they, they know him a lot longer than I did. They're, they're absolutely devastated. They're in shock. They just don't know how to get their head around this sort of vicious murder, you know, to come to our shores in Cork. It's just horrendous. And he, he was a very good man. He was no trouble. He, he was the most warm, giving, loving man. He looked after everyone. As in, like I said, he was like a father figure to me. He knew that... You know, I found it very daunting and, you know, got frightened and scared. But he he did. He always watched over everyone. He loved, you know, his people. He obviously had his own problems. He, you know, he chose the path. But we are. We're all in shock. We're all in shock that this could happen. And it's just, there's a lot of speculation about what happened. Mm. Who, who could do something like this? You know, is it, does somebody know something? But it's, you know, everyone is talking about it, you know, whether they knew him or not. And everyone is, you know, having their own story on, and spin on it. But it's just the, the man, regardless, nobody deserved this kind of death, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I mean, the shocking nature of it, Hillary. I mean, you say that uh, I didn't know there were that many suicides over Christmas. That's that's absolutely shocking as well. But I suppose yeah. in context, um, and not to minimise anybody's grief, we, we I suppose, with people who are in addiction may have severe mental health problems, mm-hmm. there is a mm-hmm. level of, of kind of bad news you expect and mm-hmm. suicides unfortunately are, are fairly common um, mm-hmm. among among people in those situations um, mm-hmm. and there is a level of violence of fights and that kind of thing that break out but this is on another level completely it isn't is. it? It is, it is and he, he was in the emergency shelter in Anderson's Quay up to uh, around four months ago and they moved him to the Boy Manor Road which is kind of a, a smaller facility. I think mm. it was only around 11 there. Yeah. So it was a smaller facility so when he was in the shelter in the city he, he'd be around town, you know, he'd be around the town, yeah. the streets of Cork. Is it? 
a lot of people knew him, you know, from the faces, and he, he'd always be a man around town, around the streets, and he loved people, and he, he loved meeting people, and, you know, he, he was a very young man at heart as well, as in, you know, he'd like to think he was maybe 20 or 30 years younger, you know, as yeah. in, that he still could keep up with the young ones. But it's just when he moved to the Boring Manor Road, obviously, it's, it's a bit more isolated in relation to the city at the moment, as in, you know, with cameras and police on foot and, yeah. and bikes, as in, there's much more policing around the city. Um, but whereas, obviously, where he was staying, it, it was a bit more remote and isolated, as in, obviously, you know, where the murder happened, it was a hot spot for people going there to do, you know, whatever they had to do, you know, as in the, whatever their problems were. Yeah. It, it was a hot spot. As in a lot of people I spoke to over the, you know, they said over the years, yeah, they all had been there for one reason or another, whether it be squashing or drinking or, you wow. know, taking it. And it's just, I don't know, as in, like I said, I can't speculate and nobody can, as in, we, we don't know. I mean, his last sighting, I think, was seven on Friday and then his body was found Saturday afternoon. But it's just, if there is anyone out there, then, you know, please come forward. If there's any kind of information, whether they saw somebody passing or know anything, and, you know, in the kind of homeless services as well, you know, regardless, you know, people were hoping eventually will talk and come out about it, you know, as in this is something on a bigger scale to anything. It's it's like something you'd hear in America or in Europe, as in to come to Ireland and to our shores and a little city like Cork, as in, it's just frightening. It is, and it has. It's in, it, they're afraid on the streets. They are, and I spoke to a lot of people last night when uh, Stand Up Together wrote outside Bon Thomas, and, you know, they are. They're all asking questions. Do we know anything? And they're all scared. You know, yeah. they are. As in, and as Katrina said, as in, you know, we have to prevent this happening again. As in, you know, we don't want another murder. As in, this is, you know, you know, enough for anyone, you know, to kind of have to take in and stuff like that. But there are people on the streets now and they are afraid. They yeah. are scared, you yeah. know, as in, um, you know. Hilary, in terms of you doing your voluntary work, I don't know, are you out of homeless services now? Or are you kind of settled into... Yeah, as yeah. in, um, I'm, I'm very lucky that Simon, um, as in, even Katrina will tell us she knows me for a long time, as in, I spent nearly a year and a half campaigning to get myself out of my situation, mm. as in, I just fell on homelessness when I lost my home, as in I've no addictions, you know, I've no problems on that scale. I just lost yeah. my home, you know. Yeah. And um, what is it? Um, I did a campaign, just in Johnson O'Brien TDs. He was a great help to me, sending letters to the hall. Um, Nick Finn, John Sheehan, um, Ashley Mullerian, City Hall, she was there, all was very good to me. Um, when I came to City Hall, I set myself twice a day, you know, just tried to campaign to get myself out of my situation. I have no children. Yeah. So it was just, I, I, I did, I fought hard as in, you know, I, I spoke in newspapers. I was on TV3 News with Paul Byrne. Mm. He knows me very well. It did. It took me a long time. But Simon gave me um, an, an apartment of last um, four months ago, which I'm very grateful for. Fantastic. Um, so at least I'm out, you know, as yeah. in, uh, I'm in temporary, I'm in temporary residence at the moment to um, proceed to permanent residence. You know, so I'm in um, a flat town in Riverview, um, down right. by Jury's Inn. So it's great, you know, but I still, it's a very uh, passionate subject of mine and it's a very real subject. And I never thought in the past then that, you know, I would have come to be in the situation that I have to present myself to emergency shelter. And like I said, Simon, they're under fierce pressure and they do a great job. They do, as in, I have to say, even when I was living in Simon, the services that they provide, they have great services, they have activities, 
you know, they've hairdressers, they've dentists, and we knocked on the doctors, superb doctor altogether. Yeah. Um, there's a team there inside, which a lot of people probably don't know about. Mm. You know, they, they do. They don't want to help us all. And, you know, it, it, with some great days and evenings and activities, whether go bowling or playing cards or horse riding or swimming, they, wow. you know, go to the cinema. Simon, they're, they're, they're brilliant. They are brilliant. And, and Henry, um, for somebody like you, I suppose, you're very atypical, I think, in most people's mind in terms of that you don't have an addiction problem or no. you don't have any of that. But going no. into, I suppose, going into something like an emergency shelter, unblinkered or unfiltered by alcohol or drugs or anything yeah. else, where you're seeing what's really happening and you're seeing the, the difficulties of the people around you, it must have been absolutely terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's one girl I know at the moment and um, I know her well, and I do. I know where she's sleeping every morning. I check on her, and she she, she has chosen to be out, and she she doesn't want to go into emergency shelter. But I do. I worry about her, especially a woman on the street. Mm. As in, without going into too much detail, as in, you know, when I did enter the homeless services, you know, I was threatened, I was bullied. Um, about six months ago, I was sexually assaulted in the area. And, you know, which, you know, it, 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 I, I don't know as in how I got through it all. I don't yeah. want to say, um, like as, as Katrina said, women, you know, are more volatile to sexual attack and sexual assault. And uh, unfortunately, I did, I was one of those statistics about six months ago. Um, but I kept my head high and, you know, I, I did the whole, you know, rape kit with something for me and all that kind of stuff. Oh, I do, I worry about them on the streets and, you know, I do, I know I check on them every morning and, you know, in the evening they'd they be around and, you know, I take a walk around with my partner, Dennis, and it's just, it's a very really and touching subject to me, but for Frankie, my heart is broke and the other night we had a lovely little prayer and lit candles down by the river, you know, by the benches where he used to be and said a prayer and a vigil and toasted to him, you know, as in, He's very much missed, and you know, it's left a great hole in all our hearts, you know. And even Simon and people that worked with him over the years in Simon, you know, the volunteers and his key workers and all the staff, they are they're they're all devastated as well. Obviously, they know him a long time longer than we do. He was a a man about town, and we are we're all just we're all scared. We are as in until this person or persons are found and taken off our streets. None of us feel safe. None of us feel safe. Do you know that the, if they're still out there, that this could happen again and again? It was a homeless person that mm. you know most vulnerable was targeted. Was it targeted purposely? You know, speculation. It's in this hundred and one. You know, you know um, things they put out there. Isn't what happened, and we all have our own versions on it. But all I'll say is, Frankie was a good person. He, he loved his people. He would never go with somebody unless he knew them either. Isn't he always stuck to his own and, you know, he wouldn't kind of wander too far. So it's just, we're just, you know, it's just, we're just, we're just, it's a mystery. You know, we just hope that this doesn't happen again. And again, his family is, and we'll reach out to them, is, and they must be so heartbroken. He's a lovely family and grandchildren and his son, John, I, I knew as well, you know, from the shelter. And, you know, they must be absolutely devastated is, and beyond, you know, any of our heartache that we're going through, you know. Yeah. Hilary, thank you for getting in touch and thank you for that that tribute to Frankie because I think it's so important that we remember the person behind the story. Um, yeah, a story like was. this, people tend he to was. concentrate on the gory details, yeah. you know. Yeah, he was. He was a father figure to us all. You know, we were all his daughters, we were all his sons, you know, his brothers. And then he had some colleagues of his own age group as well, mm-hmm. which know him for 
25, 30 years, as in Katrina knows them as well since her childhood. And, you know, it, it has, it, it's just, you know, it's devastating. And, you know, again... And Hilary, it, volunteering it, now and being out and about on the streets, are are you, are, I mean, among, like, there's a huge voluntary community who go out and who do the food yeah. runs and who do bring yeah. people coats and hats and all that kind of stuff. Um, there's so many different groups, I can't keep track of them all. Um, yeah. Are people like scared a, to be doing that now? Yeah, as in, I have to say, it's in the Hope for Homeless, Stand Up Together, Street Cafe, Finbar out on Saturday night, as in uh, Gillian in, in the Baptist Church in the Curtain Street. Mm. Three o'clock every Saturday, there's kind of a get-together there, warm food, clothes, toiletries. There's somebody out every night of the week outside yeah. Super Dry at nine o'clock. And again, if there is anyone out there and they are struggling with, you know, being out on the streets and being homeless, as in, please reach out. There's an awful lot of people you know, out there that want to help, you know, as in even up in Penny Dinners, as in when I go up there, people, you know, they're asking questions, advice, you know, to guide them, you know, it's as in I'm lucky, as in I've learned and, and you know, the hard way, all the information that I know, but other people, they don't know what to do, where to go, you know, as in where do I go, as in just to guide them, you know, as in whether to go down to emergency center in Simon, go up to City Hall to the, the homeless, you know, some Strina Street, there is, is and just reach out, is and yeah. talk to us. You know yeah. what I mean. There are people out there that want to help, and like I said, every night there is somebody out at nine o'clock outside Superdryer Bon Thomas, and there are people there, and they're experienced, and they they will guide and give you, you know, any information. They, 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 and they will try and do anything they can to help you. You know what I mean. Yeah. As in the whole services are under pressure. There is more people presenting themselves to homeless services. You know, especially in the last year. So. Simon, Vincent de Paul, they are, they're all under pressure. They yeah. are, do you know what I mean? And then I know a lot of people and they're staying in Vincent de Paul and their curfew is half ten at night. And yeah. if they don't get in before half ten, they're left out for the night. Yeah. You know, and for grown men, it's all grown men down there. There's only 70 down there. But, you know, half ten is an early curfew. Is in, and then to think they'd be out in the streets and they don't want to be just because they're a minute or two minutes late, you know, mm. as in, it's frightening. It is, it is. It is. But, you know... As in, if anyone does have information again about the death of Frankie Jonathan, please come forward. You know, as in, it's, it's imperative that we get this person or persons off the street. Yeah. And to do this kind of murder again, we don't want it to happen and we don't want it to happen to anyone, regardless of being homeless or not homeless. Absolutely. You know? Hilary, thank you for, for getting in touch oh. this morning. Corks 96 FM.